Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillah ve salatu vesselam ala Resulillah ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ve men ve Elhamdülillah we are progressing well through Imam Ghazali's book on the etiquettes of Quranic recitation. And our intention has been throughout to strengthen our relationship with his book subhanahu wa ta'ala. And studying the topics that we have been studying is one of the many ways that we can strengthen our relationship with the Qur'an. May Allah Ta'ala bless us with that and actualize that for us. So we have been talking about the eight inner acts of Qur'anic recitation. And we finished part of number eight in the previous session. And this is, as Imam Ghazali calls it, At-ta'athur, being affected. I.e., every time that we recite one of the verses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book, there is a corresponding state that it's supposed to evoke internally. And so there's times where we're supposed to be happy, there's times where we're supposed to be sad, there's times where we're supposed to have hope, there's times that we're supposed to have fear, and so forth and so on. And so Imam Ghazali is walking us through examples on how to actually do this if the verse relates to Allah in one of his attributes, if the verse relates to entering into paradise or being thrown into the hellfire, how should we be responding internally? And we left off where Imam Ghazali has spoken about those that have been so impacted by Allah Ta'ala's book that it might have actually caused them to faint or some people it even caused a loss of life. They were so impacted by Allah Taala's book, and he's then going to move on to give us more examples of what exactly he means. And so he says, so when Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala says, "Inni akhafun asaytu Rabbi adab yoman aldim," when Allah Taala says, "Indeed, that I fear if I disobey my Lord, that I will surely have." A punishment on a great day I will have a great punishment on a, on a great day And then How this should bring about a state of fear And then if we recite Rabbana alayka tawakkalna Lord and you we have placed, it, placed our trust Wa ilayka anabna We have turned unto you Wa ilayka musir And the end is unto you Our state should be one of tawakkul and he says that in Lam Yukun We are just speaking about the verse, reciting the verse, but it should affect us internally. It should cause us to be in a state of trust in Allah Ta'ala, to turn back to Him. Or if we recite Indeed that we will be patient with that which you have harmed us with, our Hal, our state should be one of sabr, one of patience, one of azima having firm resolution to remain in a good state. And he says, when we do this, This will lead to us until we taste the sweetness of recitation. So this is very important, that we connect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book in this way. And whatever it is that we are reciting, it evokes something internally in us. And of course, that internal state is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because the place of his gaze is surely his heart, is surely the heart subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the mahal al-nadar, this is the locus of the divine gaze, is our heart, and we should have in our heart that which is pleasing to him subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
And then Imam Ghazali says, فَإِنْ لَمْ يُكُونْ بِهَذِي الصِّفَاتِ وَلَمْ يَتَرَدَّ الْقَرْبُ بَيْنَ هَذِي الْحَالَاتِ كَانَّ حَظَّهُ مِنَ تِلَاوَةِ حَرَكَةِ الْلِسَانِ And if this doesn't evoke these states in us, he's giving us a warning now in a very typical Imam Ghazali, in, in a typical Ghazali way. And the intention here is to motivate us, not to just cause us to give up or to despair if this is not our state. This is his intention. He says, if this is not our state, the portion of our recitation is just the movement of the tongue. And I know for many of us, that's hard to swallow because we work so hard to even recite the Quran properly, let alone that to try to strive to understand its meanings. And his point really here is, this is what we should be learning to recite the Quran for, so that it affects us in this way. And so this should motivate us. And if we're struggling with the recitation of the book of Allah Ta'ala, let's keep trying. Let's, there's immense reward in it. And let's move in the direction of reciting in a way where we're impacted greatly internally. And even if it's not our state, it doesn't mean that we give up. And what he really, Imam Ghazali, is doing with statements like these is combating many of the formalistic tendencies of his time where it became so much about the outward. So he's not really combating that tendency within ourselves to not concentrate as well because we're still learning how to recite. It's really those that had known how to recite, but the focus has become the recitation. They forgot about the whole purpose of their recitation, is that we be impacted by it. So let's understand it in its right context. And so he says, otherwise... That if this is the case, someone who is not being impacted by what they recite, their portion of recitation is just the movement of the Qur'an, of the tongue. Where Allah explicitly says that there might even be a condemnation. When we verses like that indeed, that Allah Ta'ala condemns the wrongdoers. وَفِي قَوْلِهِ تَعَالَى كَبُرُ مَقْتٍ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ أَنْ تَقُولُ مَا لَا تَفْعَلُونَ It is most hateful to Allah for us to say that which we do not do. When the words of Allah Ta'ala وَهُمْ فِي غَفْلَةٍ مَعْرِدُونَ Allah describes the people in the state of heedlessness that have turned away. وَفِي قَوْلِهِ تَعَالَى فَأَعْرِدْ أَمَّنْ تَوَلَّا ذَكْرِنَا So turn away from those who have turned their backs on our remembrance. وَلَمْ يُرِدْ إِلَّا الْحَيَةِ الدُّنْيَا Only wanting the life of this world. وَفِي قَوْلِهِ أَزَوْجَرْ وَمَنْ لَمْ يَتُوبْ فَأُولَئِكَ هُمْ الظَّالِمُونَ Whoever does not repent, they are from the wrongdoers. إِلَى غَيْرِ ذَلِكَ مِنَ الْآيَاتِ And there's other verses that speak to this. And then he says also to, again, rebuke the nafs. And you and I should take this in a way that motivates us again to do what is right and to be the way that we need to be. And he will be from those that enter among those being referred to in the meaning of the words of Allah. And from among them are illiterate ones. They know nothing about the scripture except lies. And he says here, illa. Al-Amani, we translated then as that illa uh, amani one of the ways of translating is lies. But illa tilawa al except only outward recitation. 
وفي قوله تعالى وكأي من آية في السماوات والأرض يمرون عليها وهم عنها معرضون. How many signs in the heavens and the earth do they pass by with indifference? لأن القرآن هو المبين لتلك الآيات في السماوات والأرض because the Quran is what is clarifying to us these various signs in the heavens and the earth. ومهما تجاوزها ولم يتأثر بها and if we just pass them over and we're not impacted by them, كَانَ مُعْلِدًا عَنْهَا It's as if we are in a state of turning away from them. وَلِذَلِقَ قِيلٌ And this is why it is said, إِنَّ مَنْ لَمْ يَكُونَ مُتَّصِبًا بِأَخْلَاقِ الْقُرَانِ فَإِذَا قَرَدْ قُرَانَ نَادَاهُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى مَا لَكُوا لِكَلَامًا تَمُعْرِدَ عَنِّي دَعْ عَنْكَ كَلَامِ إِنْ لَبْ إِنْ لَمْ تُنِبْ if someone recites Allah Taala's book, and they don't take on the akhlaq of the Quran, the traits that we're supposed to take on when we recite the Quran, when, then what happens is when we recite the Quran, Allah Taala says that what is with you and my words that you are turning away from me, and He says, leave my words aside. Unless that you turn back to me. And again, these are all there to indicate to us the importance of being impacted by Allah Ta'ala's book. Now, So he said that the sign of someone who openly commits acts of disobedience. And while they are reading the Qur'an and are repeating its recitation, it is like someone who has received a letter from a king. And he looks at this letter many times a day. And that he has commanded him in this letter to do certain things in his kingdom. But the servant is doing the opposite. The king has asked him to do certain things, but he's actually destroying other things. And he's actually doing outside of what's outside of the wish of the king. This is a similitude of the state of an individual who recites Allah Ta'ala's book, but their, their behavior, their conduct is not in accordance with what that book is calling him to. And he says... That but again, look at how important this is. Imam Ghazali is putting these words out there so you and I, and in any generation, can escape the danger of going on automatic pilot and just treating our deen as if it's some type of a hobby or something like that. No, deen is life. We need to live its realities. And it's extremely dangerous for ourselves, for our family members and people in our societies if we become lackadaisical in relation to our approach to the deen, where we just suffice ourselves with the outer husk and the way things are outwardly only. This is something that causes a great gulf between people and between accepting the truth of a religion. And so... This is really what he is addressing. And then he says, The one who has turned away from acting upon the message 
is the one Allah intends when He says, They cast it behind their backs. And they bought through it a paltry price. What a terrible thing they have purchased. And he says that recite the Qur'an as long as your heart is in affinity with what it is that you are reciting. And as long as it is affecting you internally. And if this is not the state, your internal state is different, then the reality is that you're not reading it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, الَّذِينَ إِذَا ذُكِرَ اللَّهُ وَجِدَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ Allah speaks of those who what? In, when Allah is remembered, their hearts, وَجِدَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ are in a state of profound fear. Their hearts tremble. وَإِذَا تُلِيَتْ عَلِيمْ آيَاتُهُ And when His revelations are recited to them, زَادَتْهُمْ iman. It increases them in faith. And then the Prophet ﷺ said, إِنَّ أَحْسَنَ نَسَوْتٌ بِالْقُرَانَ الَّذِي إِذَا سَمِعْتُ يَقْرَأْ رَيْتْ أَنْهُ يَخْشَ اللَّهَ عَزَ وَجَلَّ Hadith in the collection of Ibn Majah. The greatest of those in recitation, literally, سَوْتٌ بِالْقُرَانَ So the, 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 the best of recitations, the nicest of recitations of the Qur'an are those that what? When you hear them being recited, you see that that person is in a state of khasha of Allah, of awe, fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No. So he says, So the purpose of reciting Allah Taala's book is that it brings about these states internally and so that we can act upon it. And otherwise, says that moving your tongue to recite its letters is khafifa, that's light. That's not hard to do. You can move your tongue to recite the words. The hard part is putting it into practice. This is why some of the Quranic reciters have said, and this student who had read the Qur'an with his teacher, and then he came back to read it with him a second time, and then he rebuked him. And he says that you made reciting Qur'an with me, that part of amal, that part of your acts, and of course it is. Learning the Qur'an is important. This is something we have to do. You have to sit before a shaykh and learn it. And sometimes you have to sit before a shaykh for years before you'll get any jaza and a license and recitation of the Qur'an. What he's pointing to here is, is the true meaning of amal bihi. Those, all of that time that we spend to recite the Qur'an properly is to preserve the sanctity of the Qur'an and to also preserve the Qur'an to teach it to others. But really, in addition to that, we need to be reciting it before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you're always before Allah Ta'ala, but without anyone else present. And this is what he says here. He says that, إِذَا فَقَرْ عَلَى اللَّهِ Go and read it before Allah. فَانْظُرْ بِمَا يَأْمُرُكَ And look closely to see what He has commanded you to do. 
and that what he wants you to understand. This was how the companions were. And this is how they preoccupied themselves with the recitation of the Qur'an. This is how they considered it to be one of the, the, the greatest form of worship. And this is the state that they were striving towards. And then we know that the Prophet ﷺ passed away. And there are many companions. He says here that 20,000, there's actually a lot more than that, uh, that the scholars uh, differ about the total amount of companions. In the note that there's a mentioning of 114,000, uh, some of the ulama say 124,000, there were that a large number of companions of the Rasul wasallam, And they, their focus was putting the Qur'anic message into practice. And the way that they would recite the Qur'an was slowly. And when they learned the Qur'an, and they learned a certain verse of the Qur'an, it meant that they had put it into practice. So their knowing the verse was not just knowing how to recite it. They knew what it meant, and in addition to that, they put it into practice. And this is why of all of those thousands and thousands of companions, the percentage that memorized the Qur'an in relation to those thousands were only a few. It was only a small percentage. But they all had a relationship with Allah Ta'ala's book in terms of reciting it. And when that they learned it, i.e. they memorized it, but also knew its meanings and put it into practice. And this is why it was considered to be a great uh, achievement to have memorized, for instance, Surah Al-Baqarah. Because that meant that they were putting it into practice. And... There's, he mentions the story of someone who came to learn the Qur'an and then he came to the words of Allah Ta'ala فَمَنْ يَعْمَنْ مِذْقَارَ ذَرَّةً خَيْرًا يَرَهُ وَمَنْ يَعْمَنْ مِذْقَارَ ذَرَّةً شَرًّا يَرَهُ And whoever acts the, an, an, an Adam's weight of good will see it. And whoever acts an Adam's weight of evil will also see it. فَقَالْ يَكْفِينِ هَذَا His companion said, this is sufficient for me. One saraf, and then he left. فَقَالَ Is that the man has left and he has a faqih. He is a person of understanding. The faqih literally is a jurist. He's a faqih. وَنَّمَا الْعَزِيزِ مَثَلْ تِلْكَ الْحَالَةِ يَمُنُّ اللَّهُ تَعَالِ بِهَا لَقَلْبِ الْعَبْدِ عَقِيبِ فَهْمِ الْآيَةِ فَمَّا مُجَرْ حَلَكَ تِسَانْ فَقَلِيلَ الْجَلْوَى بَلْ التَّعَالِ بِسَانْ مُعْرَنَا مَنْ جَدِيرٍ مَنْ يُكُونْ هُوَ الْمَرَابِ قَوْلِهِ وَمَنْ أَعْلَنَا ذَكْرِ فَنَّ لَهُمْ عِيشَةً ضَنْكَ وَنَحْشُرْهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ أَعْمَى which the summarized meaning which is when we recite we want to be people that are impacted we don't want to be from the people that Allah Ta'ala says about them whoever turns away from my remembrance indeed that he will have a miserable life and Allah Ta'ala has made this a reality for anyone who does this. If you turn away from the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, you turn away from His book and all of the other forms of remembrance, and your heart is void of remembrance, it, you will be in a state, dunkan. You'll, you'll be in a miserable state internally. You'll have a miserable life. And then, on Yom Al-Qiyamah, there's repercussions. وَنَحْشُرُوا يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ أَعْمَى And we will raise him on the day of judgment, blind. And then Allah Ta'ala says, 
كذلك أتتك آياتنا فنسيتها And thus our signs came to you but you forgot them وكذلك اليوم تنسى And thus today you will be forgotten أي تركتها ودم تنظر إليها You abandoned them You didn't regard them ودم تعب بها You weren't concerned with them فإن المقصر في أمري يقول إنه يسير أمر And then there's repercussions for that state. So then he says, And when you recite the Quran, the right of its recitation, what is it? And both your tongue, your intellect, and your heart take part in that recitation. The portion of the tongue. So again, he's ending this particular inner act, making sure that we don't belittle the outward. The outward is in the outward. But we have to add along with the outward, the inward. So the, out, the portion of the tongue is what? Is making sure that you recite the letters correctly with tartil in that slow and distinct manner that was previously discussed. The portion of the intellect is to understand the meanings of the words you recite. وَهَذَا الْقَلْبِ And the portion of the heart is الْإِتِّعَالِ One takes lessons. وَالتَّأَثُّرِ And one is impacted. وَالْإِنزِجَارِ وَالْإِتِّمَارِ And that when you know when to avoid certain things and you know when to do certain things. فَالْلِسَانِ يُرَطَّلِ The tongue recites. وَالْعَقَلِ يُتَرْجِمِ And the mind, the intellect translates. And the heart takes admonition and learns lessons. May Allah Ta'ala bless us to gather all of these different dimensions of recitation. May Allah Ta'ala bring the sunnah of our Prophet to life in the lands where we live and wherever we live on the face of this earth. May we be means for the preservation of the Qur'an. May we learn to recite the Qur'an properly outwardly and recite it well outwardly in a way pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah ta'ala bless us to learn the Arabic language and unlock the meanings so that we understand the meanings. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us to be impacted by the Qur'an and the highest and loftiest of ways. And when Allah ta'ala sees our hearts impacted by His words, may Allah ta'ala accept us and choose us and select us and bless us to be from the elect of his servants in this time. Bi khayru wa fa'afiyah. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa ala alihi wa sallam. Wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.